am the creator of the Personal Development School. This is your daily breakthrough video. And in this video, I want to talk to you a little bit about five things that are basically non-negotiables for a relationship between two fearful avoidance to not just work, but actually thrive. Now, of course, we can see all these really interesting dynamics when we take two fearful avoidance in a relationship. We can see like all of these fireworks at the beginning, especially in the dating and honeymoon stage. Both fearful avoidance tend to really make each other feel seen, loved, understood, cared for. They tend to really go out of their way for each other. They tend to both have some sort of deep connection and, and um, ability to have this like strong emotional availability with one another. But some of the pain points in this relationship can be that past the honeymoon stage, or even like in the later um, components of the honeymoon stage, sometimes fearful avoidance will start to have their wounds really come up, right? Their fears, their unresolved trauma from childhood or past relationship experiences, um, the distrust, some of the suspicions, some of these core wounds of feeling trapped in the relationship or afraid of being abandoned or afraid of being betrayed or that drive to earn their partner's worth can feel exhausting after a while. And, and the fearful one can left be feeling sort of like powerless, often taken advantage of because of their boundarylessness. And this sort of starts happening from like both parties in different forms. And we can go way into all these details about how, like, depending on what fearful avoidant you are, if it's true FAs, two true FAs together, they'll kind of swing back and forth between being anxious and avoidant at different times. But sometimes we have somebody who's more fearful when, with that anxious side that's a little bit stronger and the other with the avoidant side that's stronger. And they'll tend to polarize a little bit and still swing back and forth sometimes, but one will be leaning more into the anxious side on a regular basis and the other on, on an avoidant basis or an in their avoidance side on a more regular basis. So you'll see these different dynamics that are taking place. And when you're looking at this relationship, like the important thing to know is that you generally have two people who are like good people who mean well, who are loving, who are caring, but have a lot of pain and suffering. And, and this is stored subconsciously. And as they go into later stages of the relationship, this sort of comes to the surface, all these fears, these wounds, challenges, unmet needs, the boundarylessness starts to take effect and create resentment in the relationship. So I really want to go through five major things that these two parties can do to get the relationship back on track, you know, learn these lessons, do these um, you know, actions on a regular basis. And it will help you not just heal the relationship with the other person, but also heal the relationship to yourself. Also move through these core wounds, these pain points so that you can thrive and feel like you still have that passionate connection in the relationship and that care and that depth and that intimacy, but not have to feel like that's coming at the cost with all the chaos. You can just have the good and you can work through the bad. And of course, you know, no relationships ever perfect. You're still, still gonna have challenges, but that bad isn't going to be dictating what you feel on a regular basis towards your partner and what the relationship comes to be as a whole. That will be like little tiny pain points that you work through as, as two human beings at some point in time as you go through different challenges. So the very first thing that's really important here to note is that each fearful avoidant must practice, must practice learning to communicate their needs. And as a fearful avoidant, sometimes you will think like, no, I just have to earn my worth. My needs are emotional connection. I just need connection from my partner. You have needs beyond that. You have individual personality needs that are running you at a subconscious level. And until you know what these are and until you make space for them and learn to communicate them to your partner, 
they will come out in these like unhealthy ways of trying to get met. So whether it's security, whether it's comfort, that's a need, whether it's, um, you know, there can be so many different things, achievements that can be a need. It can be personal growth. That can be a need. It can be spiritual growth. It can be career growth, financial growth. There can be so many different things, um, that are needs. There tend to be 45 really common ones that we have, but until you know what they are, um, you, when you don't make space for them, it feels like you're kind of compartmentalizing and repressing a part of yourself. And when you do make space for yourself and you do communicate your needs and you do allow your partner to meet some of those needs and you share them vulnerably. And then when the partner can't meet, you also go out and find other healthy ways to get your needs met in different forms. Um, this is what helps you feel fulfilled as a person. And so you really need to be able to do this because often what happens is fearful avoidance sometimes get a little codependent and they can expect their partner to fulfill all of their needs and fulfill them as a person. And then they can feel resentful when this doesn't happen. And when you have two parties who are both fearful avoidance doing this, it can create a lot of pain points and challenges. So if you want to do a deeper dive into needs, I'm going to go through four other key points in here, but if you want to do a deeper dive and if you're getting stuck in general in this relationship, take the fearful avoidant and fearful avoidant relationship course. It's of course all about two FAs together. It's about four hours of content, um, but it's got slides and notes and everything you need, the steps, tools, everything you need to really do the work to get this relationship back on track. And there's also, if you want to do, do a deeper dive just into needs itself, um, our personality needs course that helps you like go through the questionnaire and know exactly what your needs are. You can access both of those for free in the seven day free trial to our whole platform below that includes all of our different courses, includes um, a course track program of recommended courses based on your attachment style, access to four webinars a week for that week, as well as um, a whole bunch of different live events, community events, like, you know, a group of like-minded people that are in there doing the work that you can connect with, ask questions to bond with, you know, learn more about their experience, et cetera. So um, number one, fearful women must learn to communicate their needs. Number two, the fearful avoidant must learn to communicate their boundaries and must learn that it's okay and acceptable to have boundaries. Fearful avoidants are so quick to earn their worth that they're okay to forego their boundaries as a strategy to not lose worthiness from a partner, to, to prove that they're worthy of love, to prove they're worthy of time and connection and attention and to be seen and all these different things. But it's like, if you don't treat yourself fairly because you forego your boundaries, then you earning your worth in the outside world isn't going to fix the feeling of unworthiness. You earning your worth in the outside world is only going to get you to keep replaying this program at a subconscious level that you are in fact unworthy. And every time you violate your own boundaries to get worth, so like, let's say you people please. So you say yes to something that's actually a no for you, but you do it because you don't want to be unworthy. And I'm not saying this is conscious, right? This is subconscious. This is programming. Whenever you do that, you reiterate to your subconscious mind the messaging that I am unworthy. I'm not worthy of having boundaries. I'm not worthy of like taking myself into consideration. I should just keep people pleasing. So by communicating boundaries to your partner and your loved one as the fearful avoidant, and as both of you learn to do that, it's going to help the relationship be able to be there where you can each have a sense of self, take each other into consideration, actually understand what your honest yeses and nos are from one another. And the other hack here that's really important in this dynamic specifically is to learn to over-explain your boundaries. And what I mean by that is learn to give context. Your full avoidance thrive when they have transparency from their partner. 
it helps them not give like personal meaning to things. So if you have a boundary and you have to take some time to yourself and cancel a Sunday afternoon picnic or date or whatever it might be, just share why just say, Hey, I'm feeling really burnt out or Hey, I'm like really feeling like I'm losing the relationship to myself. I really need time to just reset. I love you. I care about you. I'm here. I can't wait to see you tomorrow or the next day, but, um, you know, this is why this is what's going on for me. And this is what I'm going to be using the time for. So when you have transparency, and you pair that with boundary setting, it helps you maintain your individual sense of self. And with that, you're less likely to go into codependent patterns of behavior. And codependency is the worst for, for fearful avoidance. When it gets activated, it's like literally the trajectory that you're on as each of the FAs in this relationship is to feel um, like, oh, I'm giving, giving, giving. I'm trying to earn my worth. I love my partner so much. And then to feel like, Oh, I'm being taken advantage of. They're not giving back the way that I need all the time. And then to start feeling resentful. And then to start feeling trapped, helpless, and powerless. And then you have that flight response that comes online, and then you want to push the partner away, partially as a subconscious strategy to regain your sense of self on that avoidance side, and also part of a strategy to like get away from the person who you perceive is causing you the pain and suffering, because that person who's causing you that pain and suffering is literally somebody who just usually doesn't even know that you've been boundaryless and codependent and giving of yourself instead of making healthy compromises. And so, you know, takes advantage accidentally. And then you feel like, Hey, this person's betraying me because they're taking advantage of me, but usually you're just not communicating and having healthy boundaries. And as much as like a fearful avoidant partner, when you are an FA can be very good at being a hypervigilant and recognizing what you need. They're also never going to be perfect because we're not mind readers at the end of the day. And we still do have different programming to varying degrees, especially when it comes to expectations of relationships. So um, really important to be aware of this stuff. Um, I'm going to go through the last three quickly because I feel like this is already becoming a long video, but um, the fearful avoidant as well must learn to question their stories and stop testing their partner. When you question your stories, um, this means like when your subconscious mind is quick to make those assumptions and go, oh, my partner, there's a change in their body language and it must mean that they're lying to me about something. Maybe it means that they feel ashamed about something and it's not about some sort of betrayal towards you, but it's just about some kind of insecurity they're feeling as a person or feeling not good enough. And so we can notice all these different shifts and, and micro expressions and body language and, and tone of voice and all these different things that are going on. But if you give painful meaning because you're afraid, this is where we have breakdowns in relationships. This is where we hurt ourselves first, right? Because we, we jump to conclusions at a subconscious level rather than asking for clarification. And so when you have two parties doing this, it can just create so much chaos. When I think of like two fearful avoidance in a relationship, really duking it out, like really having a problematic time, this is where like the crux of it is. It's like, there's so much storytelling about the, the different patterns you're noticing within each other and the sh shifts in patterns and the incongruencies. And rather than help, having healthy conversation and asking for that clarification around things, we, our subconscious mind jumps to conclusions as a, as a means to try to protect ourselves, but it just ends up being in a position where it's like, oh my gosh, we're assuming the worst of each other. And it can become really, really challenging for two people that otherwise really love each other and care for each other. And it can really create breakdowns long-term. So the more you can question your stories, do equilibration work with stories, and then ask for clarification when you're confused or uncertain, the healthier this relationship can become. And if you want to do a deep dive two into that, like one of the best courses I recommend for fearful avoidance. And again, you can access all these for free for seven days. Um, but the emotional mastering belief reprogramming course is so huge for like recognizing this, 
and using a tool called the emotional processing tool to actually work through these stories. And again, find your needs, communicate your needs and do it in a healthy way. And you get all the steps on the worksheet to help you work through that when you're feeling um, confused, frustrated, angry, all of that upset, you can get relief just using that tool. Um, the next thing that's really important is for if you're full avoidant to practice repairing their internal trust baseline, doing subconscious reprogramming work around that internal trust baseline is huge. Um, so that you can learn to, and a lot of this is working through like the shadow self where we have to learn as a fearful avoidant in recovery to actually show up, learn where we betray ourselves by violating our own boundaries, learn where we, um, you know, take advantage of ourselves in order to please others. We take advantage of our own time, our own energy, say yes to things that are not necessarily in alignment for us, um, all to earn worth or to, you know, feel loved or valued. And, and both fearful avoidance have to repair their internal trust baseline by doing reprogramming work, but also by doing that shadow work where it's like, hey, the things I'm so frustrated with in others, um, where is that mine when it comes to trust? Where am I incongruent with my own promises to myself? Where am I incongruent with, um, you know, showing up for my own priorities, my own needs, my boundaries? So when you can start to discover these things and pay attention to them and do the work around them, it's extremely powerful. And the last thing that's really important is that the fearful avoidant in real time as much as possible learns to each take themselves into consideration. So be able to go back and forth from like my perspective of myself when I'm saying yes to something, making a commitment, whatever it might be, and paying attention to what your needs are as well and having a healthy mindset for both rather than abandoning myself to please my partner and then to come to be frustrated about it later. So the more there's vulnerability in this relationship around that um, and around the ability to just share your own perspective and where you're coming from, the healthier things will become. And the more you'll feel seen and heard and included because you are actually seeing, hearing, and including yourself. So these are things that both FAs need to do in a relationship um, when together in order to thrive. Again, if you want to do a deeper dive into this stuff with all the tools, resources, everything, you can check out the Fearful Avoid and Fearful Avoid Relationship course below for seven days for free by um, clicking on the seven day free trial link to our whole platform. And I hope you enjoy. I hope this makes sense. Let me know any other questions you have in the comments below. And thank you for being here. Please like, share, and subscribe, and I'll see you in the next video.